you've made it through to our prize round, you are today's lucky winner. Would you like to pick some of these prize boxes to win some randomised prizes? Oh, okay, I'll have them. Um, the, the green one? Oh, the green one. Well, let's open it up and see what you've won. You've won some things we've played this week. Oh, oh I'm very excited. I've always, I, was, I was thinking about getting myself a set of those, actually. Oh, and what do you want to open next? Which box next? Uh, the turquoise one, please. Oh, and in the turquoise box we've got... Things we've watched this week. Oh, that's amazing. I'm, I've, I don't know what to say. Oh, and uh, go on, pick it, pick one more, pick one more. Uh, orange. Orange? Oh, well, that's this week's star prize. It contains not only things we've listened to this week, but also some queer trans ladies, some skits and some silly voices. All in one prize. Oh, I don't, I don't know what to say. This is amazing. It's all my dreams come true at once. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Tune in next time for another episode of Queer and Pleasant Game Show. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a catch-up about media we've consumed in the week and have a bit of a giggle and a silly time and do, do a thing together. Do that thing. Yeah. yeah. How are you doing this week? I'm okay, thank you. I'm doing much better now the heat wave's broken. Heat wave. It was way too warm for a bit. It was a bit And warm. now it's manageable-ish. Yes. Hooray! And it rains occasionally, which the plants are very happy The about. plants very much need that rain. Mm-hmm. It's not been any for a while. The local grass has stopped looking quite so much like it's about to become a desert. Yeah, we've got a field that looks like it's turning to sand, which is not good for the for the grass. Yeah. The grass should be healthy and green. And Some good. things are looking a bit more green today, Aww, I'm, I'm very happy about. I'm glad. Well... We've not spent a huge amount of time outside because we've been inside consuming media. Like, good little media consumers. Good little media consumers. Nom 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 nom. Tasty media. Om nom 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 nom. What media have you been consuming? Specifically stuff you've played this week. Specifically stuff that I've played this week? Yeah. Uh, well, I've pretty much only played one thing. Yeah? I put 32 hours into Prey. That you did? Yes. You sure played Prey this week? I played the shit out of Prey. Yeah, tell me about playing Prey this week. How how did you find it? You, you've you played uh, the whole game. How did I find it? Well, I I had watched a few things that referenced <laughs> Prey, and they were like, the first section's a bit puzzly, the rest of the game isn't very much like that. And I'd heard other things going like, oh, it's a you know, really good, ac- there's loads of really good action in it, loads of good first person action in there, there's like a good selection of interesting weaponry. There's some puzzles. And I was like, okay, it's going to be like Doom 2016, maybe slower paced with some puzzles. I was not expecting System Shock 3. I mean, a little bit, yeah. Uh, and I've never played a System Shock game. So I was, I, I literally spent the first two hours of that game on stream going, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't really understand what's going on. And I, as soon as, literally as soon as I got off screen, I looked up a, a walkthrough for it. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Like, yeah, literally there's... for the bit I was stuck on, I was like, oh, this changes everything. Yeah, once once you know what's going on... What, what the game wants you to do. Yes, once you twig what the game is after... Yeah. It's a really interesting little game, though. It's an interesting game. I, it gives you lots of good moral questions. Yep. Uh, the opening the opening mission is so well designed. It's, in... it's quite incredible. Like, yeah. They did a really good job of, like... Hiding things, hiding what what the, the thing was, and then immediately after that, going, 
Do you want to see how we did it? Yeah, it's it's very proud of what it achieved and not in a show-offy way like a, hey, I bet you're curious. I bet you're curious. Is, is that moment of realisation like when you're sort of wandering around the area multiple times? Because you go through that area yeah. quite a bit right in the beginning and then like, oh, it's twisting my head that that's what was going on the whole time. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> So much good environmental storytelling yeah. in that game. Like, they make such good use of the environments you're in. Yeah, and it's there's some really little sweet things. Like, I love the fact that there's a flourishing D&D game on board. <laughs> yes! Like, it's the stuff like that that makes it feel like a lived-in location. Yeah, like, I mean, things make relative sense. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of showers, no baths, didn't see any baths. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's, like, the the... The building all makes sense, and the fact that you can go outside the ship and just be like, just gonna fly around the whole thing. Yeah. Because I can. <laughs> um, yeah, and and lots and lots of recycling. I think I recycling, recycled everything on Talos 1. <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah, um, just the way things evolve, like learning, yeah. learning to not to waste all your ammo on the big scary thing, and just going, yes. I'll just, just hide here, it's fine. Yeah, it's... It's a real interesting little game. I can't yeah. think of anything that's quite like it. It's, the it's... ending confused me a bit. I, until they do the thing and go, oh, okay, I see. It was just like, uh, you've done the thing. Here is a couple of words from one of the characters. Roll credits. And I was like, you fucking was. The, the post-credits <laughs> kind of yeah. clarifies what's going but on. The there. real ending doesn't happen until after the credits. Yes. You you sit through the credits like, the the fuck? The fuck? What does any of this mean? Yeah, that they really leave you hanging on those credits. In musical terms, it's additional tension and release. Ah, you can use your musical terms. I've been doing music theory a lot. No, you have. Uh, Yeah, so I mean, that was that was very very interesting. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Initially, I remember like being in the last few minutes of that game going, okay, uh, I'm going to save here so that I can go back and do this if I do it again. And I got to the end, I watched my ending and went, you know, I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah. That That is my ending. That is yeah, the way I that... played the game. I, I, I think I agree with you in, in that. It's it's that Undertale thing. If that is my ending, yeah, that's I, that's how it went. That's that's how it went. We don't the fact that Flowey's like we could we could do it again. Do you want do you, do you want to battle a boss fight eight hundred times? You could go do it. You can you can destroy all these happy endings <sighs> if you want. Cheers, Flowey. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> Love you. Uh, so is that everything you played this week? That is everything I played. What did you do? Ah, uh, well, I quote unquote played Microsoft Flight Simulator <laughs> today. Um so you played the launcher. Yeah, so well, the launcher played you. Uh we are recording this on, on Tuesday the eighteenth of August, which is the release date for Microsoft Flight Simulator twenty twenty, which um I I had it pre ordered. I would, I'd seen the reviews were really positive. Uh, I'll talk about some of those a little bit later. Um and I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll pre order it. I'm gonna pick this up. Don't know whether my PC will handle it, but at some point I'm gonna upgrade my PC anyway, so at some point I'll be able to play it. Download it. Oh <laughs> so we'll get to that. I was thinking about um, earlier. Yeah. So I I, I preloaded it and it's like, oh we'll we'll get it downloading, you know, before release date, that's fine. They did not get it downloaded it, before release. Yeah. What it downloaded before release date was a one gigabyte file that opens up a launcher that allows you to download the other 91 gigs 
in-game on launch day when everyone else is trying to download those 91 gigs. Um, the first hour and a half, I kept thinking I was downloading the game, but I wasn't, because there was a progress bar, but that progress bar wasn't moving, and I just assumed it was moving real slow, because it's 91 gigs to download. Fair enough. Um, but apparently, no. That was a progress bar starting to go, and it was supposed to then like connect to, it, to the server and go, ah, yes, here's your download progress bar. Uh, but it couldn't connect to the server, because fucking everyone was trying to download it. So I spent an hour and a half thinking I was downloading it, and I wasn't. Uh, lots and lots of restarting the game, restarting the game, restarting the game. I eventually get the... Here's the download bar. Uh, Steam says I have nine hours of this game played, and I have literally only installed it, got the message that says it is installed, um, and then tried to click continue, and the game crashed. So, that's where I'm at. We're going to have to verify the integrity of that. Oh, please fucking no. Um, So that's where I'm at. Today was me basically waiting to get to play a flight sim. I want to play my flight sim. By next week, I will probably have have more to say about it. But, yeah, if you want to pick up Microsoft Flight Sim, be prepared for a lot of download to happen. Yeah. 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 Also, you can't minimise it and there's no ability to turn off the sound and if you leave your screen to go idle, it will stop downloading. And yeah, what was the other thing about it? There was something else. There was a lot of things about it. Also, if you get it on Steam, because it's going to spend like eight hours downloading, you will be past the two hour window in which you can refund games on Steam. So, this game is apparently like weirdly system intensive in places so if you download it and it doesn't run on your system you probably will have spent more than two hours and people are asking steam like hey you should probably extend the refund window for this one um and nothing has happened of that as of recording oh the other thing i was going to mention was the fact that you couldn't minimize it you couldn't really do anything else and at some point it starts decompressing bits of itself oh my god I f- yes the- and will just basically eat oh, your computer it eats your entire computer's uh, cpu ram um yes it i i know there was one at about 31% where i thought it had broken because it stopped downloading for ages and i was like oh it's decompiling something but like it was such a system resource hog i couldn't watch a 480p youtube video and my mouse was occasionally just getting completely frozen and like jittering around the screen and then being like, ah, oh, there we go. Like, any time that it decides it's got to decompile something during that installation process, no matter how good your computer, your computer is going to crawl for a minute. So caveat emptor. Yeah. Well, no, from the people that have got it running, like, it's quite impressive the way, like, you can see some landmarks and stuff. Yeah. It, uh, everything I have seen about this game looks really impressive, and I will talk about... When we get to the watch bit, I'll talk about watching other people play this game, <laughs> and it looks real cool. And I'm very excited to get to fly, because I like my flight sims. Uh, you done flying. Yeah, I like flying. Um, other things I played, I played a bunch more Fall Guys. Mm-hmm. I uh, played a bunch of that at the weekend while you were playing Prey. Yeah, you were uh, very good at those tiny beans. Just about. I I won Full Mountain while you were watching. You did, it was yeah. Yeah. Um, Full Mountain is is one that I never win. You got to run to the top of a mountain, touch a crown before anyone else. Um, I only won that one because someone got up to the top of the mountain before me, didn't wait for the crown to come back down into range, jumped and missed it. So someone else's screw-up is the only reason I got to win, but I won at Full Mountain in Fall Guys. Sometimes it's the going too quickly that that will cause the problem. Yeah, I'm really enjoying Fall Guys still. It is very silly and very colourful and very nonsense, and it's good 
turn your brain off in a couple of hours vanish kind of gaming. Yeah, it looks brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I get real um, Splatoon vibes from like yeah. the colour scheme and apparently the soundtrack's pretty yeah. nice as well. Um, it's, it's if you mashed up Splatoon and Takeshi's Castle. Yeah, like that's basically what you're getting, and it's it's great fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't doubt I'm going to play more of that. I'm probably going to stream some of it at some point soon. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. Well, now it's apparently a bit easier to get yeah. in the game. I'm it's, thinking about picking it out myself. It's a bit more stable, definitely now, which mm-hmm. is is good because that was the main problem at first. Was like I can't stream this because what if I spend two hours unable to get into a match? Yeah. Um, other things I played. I continue playing Near Automata. I've been replaying that for the last uh, week and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, that game continues to be absolute, like, beautiful nonsense. Um, it's got some real. I wish it had, uh, like, autosave uh, checkpoints, because there are places in that game where just I will get through five minutes of thing and everything is totally fine, and then I. Okay, I'm going to describe a section that was after, like, five minutes away from the nearest checkpoint Mm. that, like, frustrated me as a bit of game design. Um, There is a conveyor belt moving, and you've got to get to the other side of it. There are big pistons that are one-hit kill. If you get squashed by them, you're you're dead. Um, So your movement is restricted by the the conveyor belt. Mm -hmm. These things are one-hit kill. There is thick fog which routinely covers the screen so you can't see exactly where you are in terms of being between between these. Mm-hmm. Also, there are enemies trying to attack you on the conveyor belt, and your attacks will frequently move, or, or even just dodging attacks, will move you left or right, which might put you under a piston. Um, put that all together, it's real easy to do a five-minute run to this area and die the second you start it, mm. and that gets real frustrating. Like, when I love... When I'm just doing, like, combat and following the sort of linear path and going through all the narrative content, this game's fucking great. It's it's nonsense. It's ridiculous. I love all of the characters. I love everything about the combat system. It's wonderful. I just don't like it in the moments where it's like, we're just going to spike the difficulty, like, five to seven minutes walk away from the last checkpoint. Have fun. Yeah, and you also had that thing with the key. Oh yeah, I had... Okay, so this game does something slightly weird, it seems, when you you die. So let's say I saved at a checkpoint, went to talk to some quest NPCs, and they gave me this scanning item, uh, and they gave me a quest to go find my missing friend. On my attempt to do that, I died. I pop back up at the checkpoint, and I still have the scanning thing that I was given as part of getting that quest. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go back and look for my friend. Couldn't find them. Spent half an hour looking around, scanning with the thing. Couldn't find them anywhere. And I'm like, I know this mission. I know where they're supposed to be and the NPC's not here. Turns out, when I died, I got to keep the item that I got from starting the quest. But the quest wasn't started anymore. I had to go back and restart the quest to then go to the place. Because like all these other NPCs that... like around this this one they were there just the the one that lets me continue the quest wasn't there because i had the scanner to find them but i hadn't gone back and talked to some people like the fact i had the scanner made me think the quest was yeah, active that's reasonable yeah stuff like that is occasionally be a bit, a bit frustrating but also when when i'm just fighting stuff in it it's a gorgeous game and i like it very much it is very pretty yeah uh you did play another thing i remembered 
Yeah, we played Nintendo Land. Yeah, we did. We we played through most of the Nintendo Land mini games. Yeah. Uh, except for the ones that required a Wii Motion Plus because I forgot I had uh... this upstairs. Um, but yeah, this was your first time playing Nintendo Land. Do you want to yes. tell us about it? It's mini games, lots of mini games for fun and with friends. Um, some nice asymmetric gameplay using the the uh, Wii U controller. Thing. Uh, the gamepad? Is it just a gamepad? I, I think that's what they okay. called it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... <laughs> this is my first encounter with one, pretty yeah. much, apart from Xenoblade. Yeah, so it's got, like, themed games. There was a Luigi's Mansion one, which was yeah. somebody is ghost, other people are uh, ghost hunters, and you've got to, like, zap the ghost yeah. with the torch. The, the ghost hunters can feel vibration the closer the ghost gets, and they have limited torch on their a battery on their torch to catch the ghost, and the ghost can see where the ghost hunter is and have to try and sneak up on them and, and grab them. And the ghost can, yeah. So the ghost can try and grab them and get them back, and you've got, like, three attempts to grab. Yeah, to before win. your ghost health is taken down. All your ghost health taken off. Um, yeah. yeah, I really like that one. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, what was the other one I really liked? Oh, we the Pikmin. Oh yeah, there's a there's a there's a pretty full like couple of hours worth of like mini Pikmin game in there yeah. where Come one of Pikmin. yeah one of you plays as Olimar and one of you plays as a Pikmin and you go around fighting big monsters and you get you get weapons to fight with and you just yeah. go and defeat bug insects basically. Play against like mecha, yeah, me- mecha insects. Um, yeah. yeah, it's real fun. It was adorable. And, like yeah. it was the one that kept us like most engaged, partly yeah. because there was more of it. There was more content. The rest of them have like three levels, and it's like, okay, we've played both sides of this. Um, I quite like the Animal Crossing one where you're trying to steal uh, the sweets. And one of you is playing two... I didn't realise it was Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah, it's yes. Animal Crossing themed. Uh, yes, where one of you is trying to steal sweets and drop them in a like a little safety area. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Or somebody else controls two cops at once. Yes, so you're trying to like pincer movement people. Well, they're like, ah, quick, drop all my sweets so I move faster. <laughs> um, <laughs> you never take me alive, come back. <laughs> yeah, it... For, for essentially the systems packing game, like, I think it did what it was trying to do, oh, which was... packing games. Yeah. Well, I mean, PS5's getting a packing game. It's got Astrobot as a packing. Yeah, Switch should have had one, two Switch in it, too. It really should have done. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it really did a... Made a lot of effort to go, hey, here's the kind of cool things you could do with a touchpad and two screens and asymmetrical gameplay. Yeah. And then no one copied any of it. F-Zero game was pretty weak there. Oh, that F-Zero game where the controller was constantly like, recalibrate me! Uh, I just want to get to the end of one race, calm yeah. down. Uh, it's it... like, it got to the point where basically you were handing me the controller back and I was like, I'm just going to clear a, a little calibration spot on the table here. <laughs> we both, most of the games, like, we did a couple of times each on each level. We, you know, we get we tried back and forth. This one we each did one attempt and we're like, no, we're done, we're not playing this again. Whatever. Well, what's next? Yeah. Yes. And those Yoshis were savage in the hide-and-seek one. Oh, yeah. that The, the hide-and-seek game, which is another asymmetrical one, um, I think works better when you've got more human players doing the seeking, because the Yoshis will fucking... They are savage. They are fast, and they are brutal, and they will box you with a boxing glove. There was a few times when I was just like, oh, I'll just duck past the Yoshis, and they just yeah. pinpointed me every oh, time. Ne- never duck past the Yoshis. Always take your odds with the human player. Yeah. The Yoshis are... Lethal. Yeah, I would. I really felt felt like there would have been like some give on that, but they're like, nope. Yeah, Nintendo Land is like. I think by the end of the Switch's lifespan is going to be the only Wii U game not to have made the hop over there. And I guess, like, yeah. I mean, there is some charming stuff in there. And as a pack-in, I'm like, 
I mean, it kind of exemplifies what the Wii U could have been, mm. even if, you know, a lot of the games in there, there's not a huge amount of content in them, and it's, it was a fun afternoon of messing around, <laughs> and probably not more than that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to go back to it. Yeah. Maybe if there was a bigger group of people. Maybe. Like, yeah. if we got, like, a group of people... Now we've got the Wii Motion, maybe have a look at yeah. the um, Metroid and the Zelda game. Yeah, the Zelda one I remember being quite fun in there. Mm. Um, same for the Metroid one. Maybe we'll duck into those, but... Yeah, but... That's... I doubt the two of us will go, let's replay some of those yeah, games we played before. Fantasy, some... Yeah, some <laughs> Luigi's Ghost Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I played this week mm-hmm. is... Uh, I've been doing lots of 5x5 five five cubing. You have? Yeah, I can't remember if we talked about me doing 5x5 five five cube last week. I briefly talked about the fact that I had taught you how to do it. Yeah, I can do the parity error on the 5x5 five five cube now. I can... Off the top of your head? Um, I, I, I know, like, 50-50 chance I can do it off the top of my head. 50-50 odds I will fuck it up. That's still good for an 18 move. Yeah, I'm... I'm getting, I'm getting there. I, I can remember the left, the, uh, the, uh, the left face and the right, right face moves. Mm-hmm. It's the upper face and, uh, front face, etc. Always doubles. Yes, I know they're always doubles, but I forget sometimes. Like, is this double on the upper face or is this double on the front face right now? Like, I can't remember which way they go around sometimes. It's a poem for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I've not learnt the poem properly yet. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. But um. I got myself time down to average of about 15 minutes, nice. which is about half of what it was a week ago. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I managed to, I did, um, I timed myself doing the 7x7x7, seven by seven by seven, and I managed to get, what, 22 minutes, I think it was? Yeah. Uh, I think my, my fastest on the 5x5 five five is like 12 minutes now. Yeah, that was a good one. It was a good one. Um, I'm getting much faster at like solving the the centres. The, the, the centers. I'm getting much faster at recognizing the e- the edge pairing, and like the only thing I I other than the the parity error, which I either need to 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 look up or take my fifty fifty odds with. Um, the only bit it's those last two edge pairs. Sometimes takes me a minute to work out which piece I'm putting where to yes to to do and that. Is there a way of like stopping yourself from having to do? Basically, if you've got two that are both like, ah, oh, I've got the parity error, you can use them to cancel each other out and yes. avoid that. I'm I'm still learning the logic of recognizing like what what can I do in that? I, yeah, it's a lot of me sort of fumbling through that stage. But... It's a weird thing, right? With that final parity error um, resolution, yeah, like that final algorithm, there are still bits that I regularly fuck up. But it's only in the last couple of weeks that I've got to a point where I can look at it and go, I know what I've done. I can dial that back and then finish it correctly, which is Ooh. a lot. Yeah, that seems like a lot. That's I'm... like years after learning how to do like uh, odd-numbered cubes. Yeah. Well, I can basically do a 5x5 five five yeah, in about can. 15 minutes. 7x7 seven seven next. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yes. But Yay. I want to I wanna get more comfortable with the 5x5. Five five. I want to be solving those last two edge pairings um, mm-hmm. properly. I want to be doing the parity error confidently off the top of my head and then maybe we'll look at 7x7 seven because seven. at that point once I've done 7x7 seven seven, I can do all the odd numbers one day we'll get you a 13x13 13 13, and you should just be like Fum. well that's me for the week that's that's that's, <laughs> that's everything I played this week uh, that's everything I played this week well then time for this time for this hello and welcome everyone to i can't believe that's considered retro radio playing all the hits of the early 2000s that are undeniably decades old at this point 
but feel like they were released yesterday. Remember when you were a kid and your parents listened to really old music? Well, now you're old enough that the music you were listening to as a kid is really, really old music. We're playing Bye 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 by NSYNC. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, that was that was two th- that was twenty years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we we we, uh, we got uh, Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. I am old. Yeah, right. Uh, we're we're playing uh, Stan by Eminem. Really? Oh, what? That, yeah, no, yeah. That, no, no. Yeah, that's twenty years. No, no. Yeah, no, yeah. No. Uh, we're playing Crazy in Love by Beyonce. I mean, how old did I get suddenly? How bad is that? Was twenty years? Twenty years ago. This this is the effect twenty twenty has had on everyone. Hey, yeah, yeah by Outcast. I mean, what the fuck? We're, we're playing Where Is the Love by the Black Eyed Peas. Remember when that was what they were known for? Oh, and Avril Lavigne doing that complicated song. Oh God, Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Wow, that is yeah, the soundtrack yes. to my youth. Yeah, that is 17 years ago. That's nearly two decades. Wow, and I was, like, in my teens when that happened. Yeah. That is weird yeah. to think about. So that's, I can't believe that's considered retro radio, playing all the hits of the early 2000s until you realize that time has passed unstoppably. Making those early millennials feel real fucking old. Oh, no, I'm, oh, I'm aging. We all are, friend. What's everyone doing inside all of a sudden? Oh, oh! I thought they liked the nice weather. Yeah, everyone going, oh, where's the summer? Where's the summer? When's it going to get all hot and sunny? Suddenly, oh, it's too hot for us. We're going back in. Oh. Apparently, we don't like the sun anymore. Apparently, they don't like being scorched to death. Yeah, apparently. Oh, we don't like the rain. We don't like the rain. The rain's terrible. Look, we show, we show up. End of a heat wave. Suddenly, you're our best friend again. Suddenly, you love the rain. Suddenly, love the rain. They're all out there on this. They're ironing boards. An overcast day. The temperature drips a couple of degrees, and suddenly you want to come back, being best friends with the rain, huh? I know. I know. They're so two-faced. They are exactly. Flip flopping all of them. I mean, they are in in the puddles. Flip flopping like a fish. Look at that one. Fish flashing. So. What's gone in your eye meets? Well, we've continued to watch a lot of TNG. I feel like we've watched less than we have of of late, but uh, yeah, yeah, definitely we we spent a very gaming weekend, so we didn't do so much like yeah. weekend watching of TNG, but we we watched more TNG. Yeah, we still plowed through. We're still working, in season five. Working through season five, I very much enjoyed that episode we watched the other day of the planet of the androgynous people that was a big trans metaphor. Yeah, that was oddly supportive. Oddly right. supportive. I remember we spent the first twenty minutes of that going, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Because there's a few things like, ah, uh, it's the androgynous planet, by which they mean the planet of all AFAB actors. Um, AFAB actors with short hair. Yes, and it's, it's it's a very limited view of what androgyny or um, not a binary presentation can be. Oh. Um, but once it got the ball rolling, it was honestly like for the for the time, a pretty pretty direct and tasteful trans metaphor. And that whole thing about um, conversion therapy. Yeah, which was yeah, painful. Yeah, if you go watch this episode, it's a season five episode. Um, it shouldn't be too hard to find. Um, I think Jane's gonna look up the title. I'll look up the title. Yeah. Um. Go in warned that it ends on a real, um, on a real bummer. No, on a real, real. Yeah, it doesn't have a happy ending. That's that's my main criticism of it. Is I, 
I was rooting for this to just have a happy ending for the clearly trans character, and mm-hmm. like, I don't. Th- I would rather spoil it so that like you you know what to expect, but it's an episode that's heavily around heavily centered around the threat of conversion therapy, and it has a sad ending for its trans character. So make of that what you will. Um, but like all all of the sections of the episode that are about like Riker you know, really fighting for the rights of this, uh, this character who just wants to, just wants to be female, um, I was really happy that, like, Commander, uh, Captain Picard was not, was not going, Prime Directive, you can't, you can't interfere, you can't interfere, uh, Prime he Directive. He did mention it once, but it wasn't like... He was like, his, his response to the Prime Directive was, look, I can't sanction you going because of the Prime Directive, but, like, you do what you gotta do. I get it. You you do you. Like he 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 sanctions Riker's, Riker's actions even if he can't say those words out loud. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so it's called the Outcast. It's season five, episode seventeen. Yeah. Uh. It it primarily focuses on I guess you would say a a trans woman character. Um. But it acknowledges trans men existing as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's real sympathetic to just like hey look. Not we're not hurting anyone. We're just yeah. We just want to live and be us. And please don't, please don't wipe our brains and turn us into not us because we yeah. like being us. Yep, yeah. and that we're not broken. Yeah, yeah. We there's there's that whole speech that's very much just like look, we live lives just like you. We do this, we do that, we do all the things that you do. We're we're people. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, any other good episodes that we've watched? Uh, the one we watched tonight, the uh, oh, was that cause and effect? Maybe seems like it would be. It it was uh, a time loop causality loop episode. Yes. Um, which it was a real fun one because we got to see the the whole episode play out like six times. I think. Yeah, it's cause and effect episode eighteen. Yeah, I I really like what they did with the gradual changes each time they showed it. Like it didn't feel like each repeat was too repetitive. Mm-hmm. And that last one was like, ooh, ooh, that changed. Oh, what's going on there? Mm-hmm. Like, they did a real good job of putting some mystery in the final loop. Also, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Sure. I I like that one a lot. Yeah. Season 5 has been really... TNG has been getting better and better as it's gone on. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I know, oh, I know. some things coming. Oh, I know. It's Oh, we have some things We're getting coming. into the final two seasons in the movies and things are going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm also very excited for uh, First Contact. Yes. But not Insurrection. <laughs> no one's uh, excited for Insurrection. <laughs> what about you? What have you been watching? Oh, I've been watching lots and 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 lots of board game related videos on YouTube. Yeah, it the the it's dark by half past nine in the evening, and therefore it's winter now, and you're in board game mode. Apparently, I've gone clacky for board games. <laughs> You've it's really put you in the nocturnal mode. Yeah, I'm like games, board games, board games. Let's play some board games. Uh, it's time to start getting cozy and snuggled and playing board games and not going outside. Oh, <laughs> I've been ready for this all summer. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, lots of shut up and sit down because they do funny and sort of well considered 
reviews. The fact that they've been doing it for as long as they have yeah. certainly gives them a, a great degree of help with that. Yeah. Like we can, yeah, we we know all the things. We've done all the things. We've played a lot of games, and there may be a game that you really, really like that they don't. You can either take that as that's their opinion and that's fine, like I did with Scythe, just <laughs> um, or just the fact that they play so many games, they've probably seen a better example of mm-hmm. something that you like. Yeah. Uh, which I've found a few times. There's, there's, I can't remember specifically what games, but there have been games where I, I've gone, I really, really like that game, and they've gone, it's not very good. We would recommend this, this, this. And I've looked at those other games and gone, actually, I've got a point. <laughs> um, so yeah, like those, I've watched some Watch It Played stuff. Yeah. They also do some slightly comedy stuff. They've been doing like games radar things about like board games that are showing up. Yeah. Well, the most important board game thing I watched this week was the Pandemic Legacy Season Zero reviews, yes. which are finally coming out. Uh, tell us about what what people seem to be thinking of Season Zero. Um, well, everyone is having to obviously be very careful about what they say. Yeah, not, not spoilers. No spoilers for this, you know, permanently adjusting game. Yes. I get the impression... Because, okay, so people have been criticising it because it's about... Uh, you work for this. You you are recently qualified doctors. Yeah. You've been hired to work for the CIA. Yeah. Uh, basically, as spies, you have to root out uh, Soviet spies. Yeah. From various cities. Yes. Uh, you have like this whole pass. Rather than having like a character. Yeah. You do have a character, but they also you get like a passport, and mm. then you can put like there's like a sheet of here's different hair. Here's like facial hair. Here's like various marks and stuff. Various disguises. Here's, here's clothing, and you make like your little uh, profile picture for your your passport. Yeah. And it's like that is my character. And instead of a character dying like you might have had before, it's yeah. like okay, I've got to burn that identity now <laughs> because I've taken like too yeah. many hits or so whatever. I just conceptually, there's a bit of my brain that goes, oh no, this time the virus is communism. That we have to stamp out. And that's a bit... A mm. lot of jokes have been made about that. Like, yeah. um, Because it's still following basic pandemic concepts. Like, yes. oh, there's a number of spies in this city. Yeah. And talking about the fact that instead of when you get a, a third spy in a city, yeah. or you're, you need to place a fourth spy in a city, city, they don't just spread to all the other cities like they're reproducing yeah. asexually. <laughs> you have to basically draw the bottom card of yeah. the infection deck... And instead of just looking at the city, it's got some, like, three lines of text written on yeah. one side. And that will tell you, like, what happens. What terrible thing oh. has happened. Maybe a safe... It's now, like, early on in the game, you might find that none of those things apply. So actually, yeah. you just sneak them through. Oh, we don't have any safe houses yet, so we don't have to worry about a safe house being burned. Yeah. Or there isn't a safe house in that city. Yeah. Nobody's got a van yet, so we don't have to worry about the vans. Oh, that's the other thing. Like, instead of research stations or whatever, yeah, you hand in, like, five matching cards and go, I'm going to buy a van. <laughs> that's my little van now. And the little vans are kind of adorable. Aww. Um, Like, they're, it looks like, like, looks-wise, it looks great. Yeah. Conceptually, a lot of people have complained about the fact that it seems to, like, unquestioningly... Play the it's yeah. the Soviets. And Ooh, scary. I, I know they're not talking spoilers, which is why I'm quietly holding out hope that by the end of it, it's like 
actually the CIA were the, pro- the villains all along? Well, I've got some theories about that because someone let something drop in one of their reviews that made yeah. me go, huh. Yeah. Which was, and who knows, in a few months you might be working for them anyway. Huh. Like, ah, maybe we're going to switch sides. Because yeah. one of the first things I said, because this is a prequel to the previous yes. Pandemic Legacy we, games. We know that not everything is perfect about about that side yeah. of the conflict. About that, that side of, of the uh, the ocean. Yeah. There, there are some problems, perhaps. Yes, yeah. because that's, that's why I'm theorising that the CIA might, that, that they might be going, okay, the CIA are bad, because that would potentially lead into some later yes. season stuff. So I, I, I'm going to hold fire on the whole, oh, it's unquestioningly anti-communism. Yeah. And say that I, I will... Pr- Almost certainly play it. Oh, definitely. Because I really enjoyed the, the last and ones. From... And I yeah. will maybe let people yeah. know whether that is something they really need to worry yeah. about the whole the yeah. rest of the game. Ha- having really enjoyed the first two seasons of Pandemic Legacy, and also hearing from reviews that this one is so broadly sprawling in terms of oh, like... Oh, it's huge. It's got three yeah. legacy decks. Yeah, three legacy decks, so many boxes and pieces and so it's ways got, it can I think branch. it's got like a standard eight boxes in the yeah. box. Then you've got the three legacy decks. Yeah. And you've got this, like, top secret choose your own adventure book. Yeah. And it'll be like, on a card, might say, read paragraph 84. You go in the top secret book and you just read yeah. 84. And that's it. You know that bit of additional plot. Yeah. Going forward. And that's the thing. If nothing else, even if it is unquestionably anti communist. I think mechanically it's still going to be really fun. And I it's... think mechanically it's going to be fascinating and it'd be really interesting to find out like how it fits into the rest of yeah. the series. Cause... Yeah. I'm holding out hope and I'm still really fascinated to play it. Yeah. So we'll, um, we'll play it and we'll report back. Yes. We'll play it so you don't have to. <laughs> but And we'll let you know if you want to play it. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Just lots and lots of board game stuff. I'm yeah. plucky for board games. Uh, I watched a really nice thing that mm-hmm. um I, I would be happy to rewatch because I, I think you might enjoy it. Maybe um, there's a thing on Netflix uh, called Speed Cubers. Uh, it's forty. I've heard about this. Yeah, it's only forty minutes long, but it's really sweet. Um, oh. without getting in too deep into the specifics, um, it is a documentary about the world of speed cubing and speed mm-hmm. solving puzzles, and it takes place over. A couple of years of world championships in speed cubing, but mostly it is about the two top speed cubers in the world, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, Two people called Max Park and Felix Zemdegs. Mm -hmm. And Felix Zemdegs was for the longest time, like, the person. He spent years as, like, every single world record he held. He was the consistent uh, world champion in every category. Uh, the standard WRC. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Pyraminx, 4x4, 3x3, yeah, 2x2. Exactly. Like, he held all of the various 3x3 wow. records for, like, oh, for several years. He was, like, top of everything. And um, what I think is really interesting is it, it follows his relationship with this guy called Max Park, who in... The last couple of years has risen up and basically become the new the new top person in speed cubing mm-hmm. and has sort of slowly chipped away a lot of Felix's um records. Mm. But it's really sweet. He mm. okay. The short version, 
Max is autistic and was for a very long time non-verbal, has a lot of difficulties with communication, and cubing was like the thing that he connected with his parents about. It was the thing that got him opening up. Going to cubing events was what got him starting to socialise with people. Hmm. And he fucking idolised Felix as like, the person to look up to Mm. and the two of them made a really good friendship and like to the point of every time that max like overtakes one of felix's records which over the last few years has just been happening more and more felix will call him over like video skype and just like congratulate him and be like hey you did really well and they just it's really beautiful watching yeah it's just a 40 minute story about these two people basically bonding over their shared love of cubing and the former world champion basically passing the torch to oh. his his lovely his lovely friend. Yay. And it, it real got me a tear up. Yay. It's real sweet and I think he'd enjoy it. So I it's... saw it as like one of those like yeah. save uh, screensaver things that on Netflix because I yeah. think he paused it to make a phone call to someone. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, speak to cubing, what that? Yeah. I need to watch it's, that at some point. It's only Probably forgot. Yeah. It's it's only forty minutes long. Right. And it's really sweet, and I think you'd really enjoy it, and I'd be very much up for rewatching it because it gave me many feels. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll rewatch it at the weekend and then talk about it again next week. Because oh, it's real good. I did remember one other thing I watched. Yeah, what else did you watch? Uh, something popped up in my YouTube recommendations today. Uh, Solace Dreams. Yeah. Uh, Solace Dreams is a Silent Hill and Dark Souls inspired total conversion for Doom. Ooh. Like Doom Classic. Yep. It's a survival horror game <laughs> made in the Doom Classic Yeah, Yep, with like 3D polygonal models. Yep. No, it, like, it's not all sprite-based. Like, there is some sprite-based stuff in there. Mm. Uh, the scenery is amazing. The sound effects sometimes get a bit repetitive, but that's f- understandable. Yeah. And, like, some of it is genuinely co- really creepy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it is... You play this... Uh, I believe it's like a young woman who starts off like having this dream of a school mm. and then you like go around it starts off almost dungeons and dragonsy like there's all these um like flags on the wall and like like dungeon doors and stuff yeah. uh picking up like just a, a knife with a knuckle duster on it <laughs> it's like cool I guess that's my initial weapon and then later on picking up things like shotguns and uzis yeah. um yeah, it's really interesting that people all this time later are still making just amazing Doom conversions. Yeah. Like, I thought we'd seen the peak of that, like, in the early 2000s with, I think it was called Elves and Humans, mm. which was an RPG built in the Doom engine that was then ported to, like, a bunch of Android phones. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Doom modders are what Modders in general are wild. Yeah. I mean, it's that whole thing about, like, you get to the end of a... Uh, like a, a console's lifespan and all the best stuff starts coming out because people have really worked out how to optimise the shit out of it. Yeah. Shadow of the Colossus, for example. Yeah. So, like, the fact that people are still working on things like the Doom Engine. Yeah. Going, yeah, let's see what I can squeeze out of this. It's incredible stuff. Yeah. Well done. A uh, couple of other quick things I put in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I read through the Petals to the Metal... Uh, the Adventure Zone graphic novel. Yeah, you zoomed through that like you had the turbo button held down. Um, I'm a I'm a speedy reader. So speedy. Um, yeah, they continue to be doing a really good job with their adaptations of the various arcs. Mm-hmm. They they have done a really good job of what content to cut, what's important. Um, creating new comedy and new good pacing moments by knowing where to be like, 
eh, if we just skip from this to this, that will be if funny. If we cut out most of that episode, yeah, in a really funny way. If we cut chapters, to the punchline of that section, like it's so well done. That yeah. made me laugh. That I know the bit you're thinking of, and it was just yes. like. That's amazing. <laughs> I think they, did, again, not talking too spoilery, I think they did a really good job of how they went around the whole, oops, we did a bit kill all our, uh, kill all your gays in yes. season three of the, the, the podcast. I think they did a good job of like, we're not going to fundamentally change what we did, but we're going to foreshadow enough of what comes later hmm. to sort of soften that blow. Yes. And to make it so you're not spending... However many years it'll take for this to fully release, uh, going, yeah. all the gays are dead, all the gays what, are dead. Because it was, what, seven seasons? Yes. Or seven arcs by the end? Yeah. So it was a good, like, what, 60 episodes maybe? Something yeah, like that? it was a while. Yeah, it was It was a long time before we got, we got an answer to that, and that was that felt fanservice-y. Yeah. And this very much feels like, hey, don't worry, we got you. Yeah, little, little I, bit. I think they did the handle it the best they could I think. without fundamentally changing the story at all. Yes, yes, uh, without undoing those important that important moment. Yeah, because it's like the the finale has a lot of those, and this happens, and that happens, and everyone's like, yeah. "Fucking yes!" <laughs> uh, other things I watched, I watched a bunch of reviews of Microsoft Flight Simulator because, of course, I did because I'm really excited about it. Um, I really enjoyed IGN's review uh, where they had someone who was a former uh, fighter pilot oh, wow. who uh, and ha- had a pilot's license and was talking a lot about like, oh, I'm I'm landing at like random airstrips in the middle of nowhere that I know exist, and they are perfectly recreated, and I know exactly like this is exactly what it looked like when I landed there years ago. Like wow. the degree of nostalgia for oh oh yeah i have landed here before i was like oh that's that's real exciting that's real lovely that's i mean that's really promising yeah for, like hey here is all the stuff yeah i i watched like a few hours of different people streaming that game and it was real interesting um without saying where we live they did a low flyover in one of these uh live streams over oh. where we live wow. and there was a whole moment of like oh i i know that I know that grassy field that that they are flying past. Oh, shit. Yeah, like it's real. It's real detailed wow. of just like the whole fucking planet. I'm real excited to just go for a nice long flight Yay. in a Cessna and just fly fly across the country. Yeah, yeah. I really like this game. It looks adorable. I can't wait to fucking play it. Well, if you want to take me a fly from point A to, to Bournemouth, um, yeah. I'll come and do a little. Take a little picnic. We'll wear both wear our headphones. That sounds adorable. Yeah. <laughs> I won't distract the pilot too much. <laughs> it's all right. We'll leave it on uh, on on altitude control and uh, we'll be fine for a little bit. <laughs> Join the Mario Party Club. Um, and the other thing I watched was I watched the uh, Nintendo Indie Direct that uh, happened this week. Um, there's a lot of cool looking games in there. The main ones that I will mention here are ones that released today on Switch and I've already set downloading. Um, a short hike. It's already been out on other things, but it's now out on Switch. Yay. It's very short, very simple, really adorable, very visually beautiful, well worth checking out. Um, Manifold Garden. I'm very hyped for this. Yeah. I've been following the, like, the creation of this for a while. Yeah, do you want to describe Manifold Garden to people? Uh, I mean, you're, you've probably watched it more recently, but as I recall, it's like, uh, non-Euclidean, weird hyperbolic space. Yeah. Like, it's, it's 
gravity shifting and like if you fall off world wrapping yeah if you fall off a ledge don't worry you'll eventually come back to where you were if you sometimes that's how you solve a puzzle yeah drop off it and land on it from above yeah it it seems fascinating it's got a really interesting art style that dropped on switch today yeah i mean i don't know how much has changed since i was looking at it but that looks absolutely fascinating especially if you're into things like um non-euclidean geometry hyperbolic space um uh, oh what was the game um, the one that we played recently. Um, begins with an A. Yes. Um, antichamber. Antichamber. Yes. That one. Yeah. I I I knew when I saw that trailer. I was like, I know that's James. You know? <laughs> uh, I'm yes. glad I yes, was right. Is. Um, there's a game called Spirit Pharaoh, which all the reviews that have gone up for it have been like best get indie game of the year, best indie game of the last two years. Like it's been looking adorable yeah. every time it shows up in it, previous news. Visually, it looks a lot like uh, Battle Chef Brigade. Very visually similar. Yeah. Um, but it's. You play as someone who basically has a houseboat and her job is to shepherd people to spirits to the afterlife, you know, but to, you know, befriend them first and to deal with any of their things they need dealing with and to take them when they're ready. Mm-hmm. And it looks adorable. That's out now. And then Takeshi and Hiroshi, which is about two brothers. The older brother is learning game development and he wants to bond with his, his little brother. So he's trying to develop little very easy to play RPGs that his brother can play that he can bond with him on and Yay. it seems adorable and heartwarming and, and the art style's really cute so I'm More very nice. excited to check that out also Untitled Goose Game's getting co-op oh, shit. so you'd be two angry geese honking at things oh heck honk 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 goose. honk 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 uh, take bell <laughs> so that's what I've watched this week mm-hmm. well then time for this time for this new sponsor who's our new sponsor well do you have like a bunch of people that you need to wrangle Uh, yes very much this week like managing like a team of people yeah getting everyone to submit their things on time and would you like to micromanage the fuck out of their every move i mean track their productivity on a tv (sighs) in the office for everyone to see i mean that's probably not healthy for the people involved but I am at that point of desperation where this does kind of sound appealing right now. Do you want to turn your employees into literal data points rather than people? I mean, I I feel like I should say no. It does help with the exploitation according to this copy here. It it probably helps with getting people to turn things in, I imagine. Well, why not try Wednesday? Ah, ah, I see. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. It's basically just a tracking system. Yeah, like all sorts of widgets and colourful things yeah. to, to track people. And, and now, this week only, if you enter the code QNPS131, you can get free subdermal implants for your employees so you know where they are at every second of the day. I mean, I really want to get all this stuff organised, but this does feel like a bit much. If you want to go up to the next tier above that, there is a little button where you can zap them. Oh, God. When they're not working. Oh, God. This is what capitalism's been waiting for for years, you know. Yeah. I'm sure the folks at Electronic Actor Softworks are going to love this. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so that's wednesday.lol.net and enter the code QNPS131 <gasps> to treat people like things. Yeah. I don't like this advert. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi. Hi. 
Hi, so uh, how's, how's business today going today? Yeah, no, we've uh, made a lot of money. All of the uh, all of the allegation stuff has been long forgotten. People oh, are yeah. horny for our games again. Exactly. Like, there have been enough games that were good and fun that, you know, people other than us made that people have gone, Oh, I like video games. I'm done being mad at video games. Exactly. It's been two weeks. Everything is forgiven and forgotten. Exactly. Point. And it helps that... Uh, Politicians are ruining everything everywhere. Actual serious distractions, not us. 100%. You know, like, we, we, there is a lot going on that takes... Everyone will forget us. We are old news, and the internet has a short, short attention span. Exactly. So, there is something that has drawn everyone's attention, and something yeah. that I am very keen for us to get our... Little claws into Yeah, it. that's the, the game with the little runny folks. With the beans. Yeah, with the beans running up the hill yeah. trying to get the crown. Everyone very horny for the beans right now. Yeah, yeah. So how do we get in on the beans? Well, I mean, I was hoping that maybe we could, you know, just slide them like a couple of hundred bucks. Oh, with this whole thing of like, who's going to put money in and get in their thing they're doing? The what? Oh, they're doing a thing. They're like, you know, trying to raise money for charity if we want to get oh, into their game. I know. And, like, apparently it's not going to be a couple of hundred bucks, like, Ninja put down $200,000. And it's not just, like, a tax write-off or something. Oh, it's a tax write-off. Right. So, like, we could just put down half a million and write it off on the taxes. I mean, we have more money than anyone else in the industry, right? Exactly. And, I mean, tax write-offs. Who doesn't love writing things off on tax? I love writing things off. I mean, it's basically free money. Okay, so we just put down, like, whatever the last person put down plus one. Yeah, exactly. And then... And we just keep doing that. Yeah, and then we'll just get a bean. Yeah, and then we, we, we... What do we put on the... Should we put our corporate faces on the bean? Yeah, maybe our faces could be a bean, and uh, obviously the company logo, like, on every yeah. spare pixel. Could, could we pay them extra to make an entire level that is just plastered floor to ceiling in our company logo like don't f- forget about all the colorful uh, neon designs you normally yeah, do just, just the gray logo and black. everywhere yeah. like could we put down like three million and just get the game changed into electronic out softworks guys you are a fucking genius I know so <gasps> Emits, what is what have they received? What's what have you listened oh, to? Honestly, not a lot. Um, I listened to the the eight hour loop of um Microsoft Flight Sim gentle background music. I couldn't turn Ooh. off. I listened to that. I did all my writing to that today. Was it soothing. I mean, it was soothing. It was like a ten second loop that just played for eight hours. It was it was something. Um, I. It's been a very writing heavy week. Deadlines are happening for Gender Euphoria, and as such. I've been real in the thick of it, editing, like, tens of thousands of words. It's been a lot. Um, You've been taking a management role rather than a a standard freelance writing job. Yeah, very much. It's been a lot of, like, follow-up emails and seeing where everyone's at and checking in on things. Business, 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 business. Um, I've listened to a few podcasts here and there just to get my brain away from, oh my god, I've read too many words. Um... I listened to some episodes of The Empty Bowl. That is a go-to comfort podcast that I don't have to pay too much attention to. It's just some calm voices and some nice music. Talking about cereal, which is a thing that if I tune out for a second and tune back in, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but it's fine. I can go with it. It's got a real ASMR vibe a lot of the time. Yeah, it's got a real ASMR vibe, and I'm not so invested on the topic that 
if I mentally tune out, it's a problem. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll just jump back in. What are you on about now? It's comfort food for the brain. Yeah. Um, in a similar vein, I've been listening to a bunch of old uh, gaming podcasts, going and finding like old E3 reaction podcasts mm-hmm. from from years past. Just because, again, like when I was watching like reaction live streams from past E3s, it's nice getting a feel for like what what the feel of the industry was after major events and how that panned out. Mm. So that's been some good comfort food because I'm like, I know how this pans out. I don't have to worry about it too much. Mm-hmm. I've been catching up on my bim bam because my brother and my brother and me always just some nice gentle easy listening. Yeah, pretty chill. It's it's been that or lo-fi chill hip hop beats to relax and study to while I write. Oh, I just need an update quickly. Yeah. How's Night Vale going? Um, <laughs> I haven't listened to any more purely because oh my god, it's book deadlines. I'll get back to more. I need to be able to focus on that, and this is not the yeah, time. For, this is not fair. the time of year for me to focus on anything. I guess not. Um, what about you? <laughs> about me, uh, mainly podcasts. I caught up on uh, Podquisition. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of that one. <laughs> I've heard whispers of it. Whispers of it. Um, caught up with my Bim Bam as well, and oh, what else? Oh. Lots and lots of uh, Shut Up and Sit Down podcast and the Dicebreaker podcast. I'm surprised and shocked you nice. listening to board game stuff because it got slightly darker slightly earlier. I don't think it's just that. I think it's also the fact that like July was the original like shipping date for a lot of my Kickstarter board games that got yeah. put back because of COVID. So I think I'd put myself a bit into that sort of headspace of like, July, we play board games. Yes. And we, we did a bit. Yeah, but um, yeah, I feel like it's. I'm just like, look at it, look at it. It's not even nine o'clock. Also, it rained a couple of times, and it therefore did. it's winter now. It is. It's neat. It's it's nearly time for soup. Yes. Mmm. Mmm. Soup. Mm-hmm. Super. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else? Oh, that's it, really. Well then, time for this. Why then, why then, if we order, everyone, order. I must bring together this meeting of the soup marketing boards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I've noticed that the nights have been getting uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit earlier. Mm, mm, mm. I think, mm, mm. yeah, I, I've noticed that, and I, I think perhaps that means that it is nearly, you know, time for people to consider piping hot soup. Yes, 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 yes. Um, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we are, you know, is is now the time to get our, the, the pot on so that we can start making sure that we've got enough for everyone? We are entering the primary stewing period. Oh, of course, of course. We're a couple of weeks away, but we've got plenty of time in that couple of weeks to start the advertising campaign up of It's September, which means that it is autumn, which means that it is stewing season. It's time to start getting batches of stew in the freezer. Exactly, exactly. Like, if you start making stew now, in two weeks you'll have it ready for autumn. Exactly. Just the thing. Hearty. Just the the sort of thing you'll probably want on a bonfire night or something. Exactly. Just the kind of thing... Oh, you'll be going anywhere for bonfire night. Oh, exactly. The kind of thing to keep you going while you're stuck inside your house for several months. Several more months, yes. Second wave coming in. Soup! Soup! That's what'll cure it. Ah! The cure It's got vegetables in it. Yep. Usually. Uh, We probably boiled out most of the nutrients, but it is delicious, hearty soup. Hello, and welcome to Death Metal ASMR. Today, we are going to try and trigger your ASMR response. First of all, I want you to close your eyes 
listen to the sound of my fingernails dragging across my skin. I want you to listen very carefully to the sound of me just pulling the head off this teddy bear and rubbing the stuffing against the mic. Hopefully you're picking that up at home. Now we're gonna further dismember this bear. That's about as metal as it gets. It's now just several beans and stuffing. Next, I want you to listen to the low crackle of this candle. It's black, like my soul. And finally, the sound of summoning demons in my bedroom. Hopefully... All of this will be most relaxing for you. That's my demon coming out. Well, this has been a most relaxing evening. I think I'm going to go and get my very black blankie and snuggle up with my demon now. Thanks for joining us on the Death Metal ASMR podcast. Good night. Sleep tight. Question time. Time for questions. What's the questions? Uh, Arachnovolt would like to ask, if you could master any school of magic from D&D, which would you choose? Transmutation magic? Turning things into other things? Why why are you giggling (laughs) at that? I was going to say the same thing. Mainly because if I'm the only person that can master that school of magic in this world, there's there's a lot that you could do with like, aha, I have created money out of nothing. Aha. Bye, the economy. Bye, it was lovely knowing yeah. you. Bye. Exactly. Um, yeah, I was thinking for, like, you know, help a few trans friends out. Yeah, that's that you're waiting years for surgery. <laughs> also, um, transmutation magic covers stuff like uh, create food and water. Eh, I can feed the homeless. Exactly. I can help trans people. Out of thin and I can destroy can the like... economy. This is amazing. Yeah, right. There we go. Done. <laughs> yep, done. So it's <laughs> transmutation. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Alice, the gayest dungeon now. Still an awesome name. <laughs> why did my car break and may I have a hug? I don't know why the car broke. You should pop the hood and see if there's smoke coming out of one of the parts. It's probably that part. I trust her. She seems to know car words. Yeah. I have, was going to say gremlins. Have you have you tried uh, jump-starting it from another car? That's the thing you can do sometimes to get a car to work. And yes, you can have a hug. Sounds yeah. like you need one because I don't know how to fix your car. Hug. Sammy West asks... How are you doing today? Tired. Yeah, tired. Today has been a lot of emails and chasing things up and wanting my flying game to work and it not working and more chasing up emails and lots of work things and lots of... <sighs> I'm pre-tired because I know I've got a really late night tonight because we're recording double dice funk so I'm going to be up to like five in the morning mm-hmm. and I'm I'm pre-tired. Uh, my excuse is that I stayed up late playing Prey and still didn't... I, w- I was like 15 minutes from the end of the damn game mm. but I didn't have another 15 minutes in me so I just came to bed and snuggled um, yeah so apart from that yeah I'm just basically a bit tired yeah it's alright I'm, I'm mainly just <laughs> I'm, I'm fighting through the next week and a half probably the next week by the time you hear this because deadlines 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 mm-hmm. yeah what, this is what happens when I give myself two months to do a full book Brain do melt. Brain do melt.
I'm not surprised. There's probably a reason that books don't usually have that kind of turnaround. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's only twice the speed that the last book was done. Tricky asks, A line of amiibos has been revealed featuring Becky, Jane, and Laura. They're adorable. Can you name some of the various effects they will have in different games? Hmm. The gayest haircuts in Mario Kart 8. Oh, God. Yeah, my, my amiibo would unlock blue hair in every video game. I don't care how realistic it is. Mm. Every video game gets blue hair for your protagonist. Yeah, Pikachu has now got, like, the, the pink with just, like, all swept over yeah, the inside. Yeah, of course. We've, got to un- we've all got to unlock our hair colours on every video game yeah. character. So, well, at least all the Pokemon. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you're already in Astral Chain, so it's okay. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, What else would we unlock? Ooh, I don't know. I, d- I don't really know what... That uh, amiibos have ever unlocked, apart from like extra cosmetic stuff for um, Mario Kart Eight and some extra chests in Breath of the Wild. Maybe you you tap yours in Breath of the Wild and you get like a chest of food, but rather than being the meat chest or the fish chest, it's just a vegetable chest. It's a vegetable chest, and there's a set of poi as a weapon in there. Yeah, exactly. There we go. There we go. <laughs> what, you, what are you putting in Breath of the Wild? Ah, uh, I I I don't know. Oh, what what would be in my chest? <laughs> what would be in my in the, the metal chest in the video oh, game? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just checking. I need help on this question. I don't know oh, how to answer it. Uh, I mean, like a keyboard, probably. Yeah. Some something to type on. Some head, some really headphones, some headphones, multiple screens, and a chair to hunch over in. A bum bag to keep some extra utilities in. <laughs> Yeah, just like extra storage space, cool headphones, like so you, you can like wire. Yeah. Like you can play your own s- soundtrack in the game. There you go. You can no, play it's your- got to be a Spotify playlist. Okay, you can play a Spotify playlist. It's got lots of emo on it. <laughs> it's got loads of MCR and and against me, and it's amazing. That's that's what you unlock with my amiibo. Yay! Okay. <laughs> uh, Becky too. Hi, Becky. Love uh, Becky, you. Love you. Becky asks, do you need a bra? That will talk you out of lighter and less ethical meal options. Right. Eat the rich, bruh. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Larry Elling and me asks, are verbal commands that turn people into deer terms of endearment? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> uh, Chris Lamas asks, what are the queer horoscopes for this week? Well, you know, I I don't know. Uh, I think, let me check in the stars. It's almost dark enough to see them. Um, so yes, I can see, uh, well, let's see, all the gays are going to have an amazing time. It'll be lovely. If you have not met someone, you will meet someone very nice. If you are with someone, you will maybe meet someone very nice. Depends how polyamorous you are. Now let's see, uh, lesbians next. Uh, let's see, okay, now the stars telling me, uh, there are, like, lots of hot lesbian identified people. All of the good lesbians, and they're going to be there, and you're going to see them, and you're going to be like, nice. Uh, okay, asexuals next. You're going to have a very gratifying relationship with someone you care super deeply about, and that's going to be awesome, you know? Okay, bisexuals, are you ready? You're just going to have a really nice week. There's muffins on Tuesday, you know? If you don't like muffins, you know, there will at least be some form of cake that you can share. With someone else, maybe. Maybe the gift of cake. I'm sensing a very cakey middle of the week for you. Uh, who's up next? Pansexuals! Oh, okay. Uh, you're going to have to put up with that joke again. Uh, some from a family member, I think, on Thursday. 
you know, we've all been there. Uh, also, oh, you're, you're going to see someone that, uh, makes things of you tingle. That you, you, yeah, they haven't stirred like that in quite a while, but it's just gonna be like, huh, yes, yes, you, uh, mmm, ow. <laughs> Queefo, well, you're going to meet a pleasant stranger. Just kidding. I mean, I had to like squeeze in the whole name of the, the podcast that we are doing in there. Anyway, you are going to... Oh, oh, you are going to meet a stranger. Sorry, I thought I was just making a little joke, but uh, I see that that's not just up there on the right. Oh, 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 can I chime in? I think yes, I see yes. something up there. Um, You're also going to get an extra bag of knickknacks in your multi-pack. Oh, it's always good when you get an extra pack and they're going to be the flavor you really like too. Oh. Well, I think that is uh, all of the ones I'm getting right now. Maybe if it gets a bit dark, I will get, you know, some more of the letters. But uh, that's all for now, okay? I've been Mandy Wise. And that is all of the questions. <laughs> well then, time for this. Sure. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors. Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How you doing? Yeah, a bit, a bit croaky, but I think I'll manage to uh, deal with that. Yeah, yeah. How's, how's you been? Anything new with you? Yeah, you know. Uh, well, you know, obviously I'm still staying in lockdown. You know, yeah. trying to be as sensible as possible. I noticed that that's not going on everywhere, but um, noticed, noticed a bit of the old uh, discourse this week. Oh, the discourse. The- What's the discourse been this week? Apparently, like people have been uh, using the word egg. To apply to other people. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, you know, the term egg as a thing to self-apply. I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's, yeah, I mean, uh, generally that's how I've, uh, you know, had it. Ex- you know, always heard it explained by people who's like, yeah. oh, you know, before I was cracked, when I was just a baby yeah. egg. You know, before I was. It's, it's that whole thing of uh, trans people often have a lot of time spent where uh, you know, not quite sure yet what's going on. There's a you got all the signs, all the like. I wish I was. I wish I was like this. Oh, what a fantasy I have in my head. And it also feeds into that narrative you get sometimes of the the rebirth. Yeah. You know, the the, the second uh, birth of yourself as, as your true self. Yeah. A is lot that, of people. Is that sort of like you look back on in hindsight on yourself and go, ah, isn't it silly that I didn't notice X, Y, and Z about myself? But, you know, it adding egg as a term like that as a way to self apply and to go yeah. like. You know, back before I had realised quite what was going on with myself, I think it works perfectly well as a term. But I it think it works very well as short term for you know, sh- yeah, in, in translingo. Yeah, it is shorthand for before I came out, before I realised exactly what was going on with me. Yeah, yeah, but it is never a thing you should apply to someone else because obviously everyone's journey or not journey with gender is their own, and it's you know, no matter how much you might look at someone and go. Oh, 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 they're doing X, Y, and Z. Oh, oh, I did X, Y, and Z, and I came out later. You know, don't, don't apply that kind of stuff to, to anyone else, because it's, yeah. you know, that's that's not your judgment to make. It's, it's not at all. Yeah. And, you know, for, for some people, that is just that they are very comfortable exploring, you know, how they present themselves. Yeah. That's, but it's a very different thing to, you know, saying that I am a trans person or a gender fluid person or whatever. So to yeah. apply it to someone else is, you know, it's very much saying that, again, a thing that, you know, trans people themselves often yeah. hear of being, you know, oh, I'm having something forced on me. Yeah, yeah. You don't get into the situation of, 
Uh, the perception being that trans people are forcing transness on other people by being like, oh, well, well you're going to be, oh, you're going to be trans. And that sense yeah. of, you know, uh, I know you better than you know yourself. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, there's also like, you know, that person might be trans and not out yet. The fact that you are like calling them out on that and highlighting that fact might make them be like, oh shit, I've been discovered and go back in the closet for a while. Like, you know, there are, there's a lot of situations in which, you know, labeling. Yeah. Labeling someone else's identity might not might not be healthy for them, might not be safe to do for them. You know, yeah. it is not a term you should ever apply to anyone else because there's a billion justifications for everything that a person might do, and the reason that they're doing it might not be the same reason that you, as a trans person, did. Absolutely, you know, I yes, it is understandable for human beings to see patterns in the world. Yeah, but that doesn't mean to say that you start applying terms to other people. Because, yeah. yeah, it's not your place to go That's around it. labelling people. I've, I have certainly seen behaviours in other people sometimes and gone, a lot of those remind me of me before I came out, but I would never label someone or make assumptions because who, who knows why they're doing those things? It might be a completely different reason to me. Absolutely. And, you know, the fact that what you should really be doing rather than going, eh, gag, 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 is perhaps just going, I'm going to support you. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think that is awesome what you're doing. It does, doesn't matter what the root cause of what you're exactly. doing Exactly. No, yeah. just, hey, you look awesome today. Or, yeah. you know, that is an awesome choice. You as you currently them. are, acting and presenting is awesome. Keep it up. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. And whatever comes of that or does not come of that, does or does not come of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, virtual log, mate. Yeah, virtual log. Later on, mate. Yeah, late one. I'm going to go and put myself on a little herbal tea. Why oh. you uh, take oh. yourself in, mate? Oh, I think I will. I think I will. So, Laura. Yes? We draw towards the end of the episode. Oh, oh spooky. It's coming towards the end now. Oh. The end is inside. Oh. And so I have to ask. I've turned into Thora Heard. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Would you like to sing us out, darling? <laughs> we don't do that until after we've promoted ourselves. <laughs> so I have to ask, is, 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 is there anything you'd like to promote, darling? <laughs> uh, you can find me on the internet at Laura K. Buzz everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. LauraKBuzz.com. My whole flow's gone now. I'm, I'm all a flutter. Um, uh... <laughs> I've got books, Uncomfortable Labels, that's out now. It's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. Uh, Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, that's coming out on February 4th, 2021. Uh, darn COVID. Uh, there is Gender Euphoria, which is an anthology of non-cis people's positive uplifting stories. That is hopefully going to be out next summer. I'm finishing that off right as we speak. Um... Other than that, every Friday on YouTube, I upload an episode of Access Ability, which is a series I do about accessibility and representation in the games industry. Mm. So check that out. Um, if you check out the Kind of Funny YouTube channel uh, on the Tuesday, the Monday that has just gone past, Monday the 17th, I was on the Kind of Funny Games Daily. Go check that out and put a nice comment on it, because I did an hour of talking about video games and it didn't go badly. Yeah. Yay! Uh, other than that... There's Pixel Squirt, where I talk about video game porn. There's Polquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. Uh, there's Dice Funk, where we play Dungeons and Dragons. 
I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and seven. They're all self-contained stories. And I do a podcast with you that isn't Queer and Pleasant Strangers. No, it's Polyamory. Yeah. It's a fifth edition real play D&D podcast where with questionable morals and the downfall of capitalism one day. One day. Uh, we do that with uh, Becky and uh, Nick Flair. And sometimes we have guests. If you're looking out for, for guests soon, we've had the humans hollering at news, or at least two of them. We yeah. had Larry, Larry Elling and Bethany Turner. Go read uh, Eon's World. It's very good. Um... I also make t-shirts. I've got a red bubble, if you fancy a wealth inequality solution shirt with a guillotine on it. Uh, I've got a SoundCloud where you might be listening to this now. Uh, I've got a YouTube. I've got a few other places. You can find all of those places at streamerlinks.com slash janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Uh, the most important one for me, though, is patreon.com slash don'tmonkeyradio. That's the one that pays my bills for as little as a dollar a month. You can help me justify a 70-hour work week. Whoa. And if you want to pay $10 or more, you can get early access to Queer and Pleasant Strangers, which usually goes up on a Wednesday night or Thursday morning, assuming we're recorded on the right day and nothing major happens during the week. But you will always get it early for a tenner. Or ten bucks. Ah, I think it's everything. So, Laurie, dear, will you sing us out? Until next time, be a stranger. Be a stranger.